Everything from overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered two buggies on stickies. This is the Total Offer Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Trevor. And our executive producer of the day is Sir Kyle Mang. And this is episode 167. Eight. Get it oh, right. No, I already screwed it up. How did you do that? Yeah. I, I wrote it down too. <laughs> Pretty sure 67 just dropped. You posted it. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> Things are not going 15 well. seconds later, the producer already ruined the podcast. It's his first day on the job. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let it slide. Anyway, it's uh Sunday and we're in the studio. We got Trevor is not in the studio. Would have been nice if he could have been, but it's a long drive. Yeah. Yeah, it is a bit of a cruise. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of cruise. So, Trevor, tell us where you live. We, we need I currently live in Columbia, Missouri, basically the center of the state. Columbia? I moved out here from, uh, yeah, Columbia. Mm-hmm. Moved out here from right outside Chicago, Illinois, uh, about a year ago. And have been enjoying all of the new plentiful wheeling that there is to do in Missouri. Found yeah. out about hills. That's quite a change. They have those here. Oh, they have hills there? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> uh, it adds to the experience. What's the closest off-road park to your house? I believe there's one closer, but mm. the closest one that we frequently go to is called Bandy's, and it's about 40 minutes from where we live right now. What's the name of the park? Bandy's. Mandy's? Bandies with Bandies. B A N D Bandies. B Y. Something like that. Yeah. Gotcha. Y Z. Yeah. Bandies. Anyway. Um you which like- is a really cool park. It's uh the guy who owns it, it's on his property and he opens it up from Friday late afternoon till Sunday. Oh shit. I think it's like ten bucks a person, gets you in for the weekend if you're camping, you can stay there. Um and he's got, I don't know, about 500-ish acres, I think. No kidding. Lots of trails cut through there. Lots of people who wheel there every weekend. He goes out on trail rides. It'll guide you around his property. If you haven't been there before, it's a it's a cool park. How big is it? you know? Uh, it's about 500 acres, I think. That's pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Hell yeah. Um. Yeah, already. And so it begins. Uh, what am I thinking about here? I don't know. Okay, let's do a recap on things. We'll get the recap out of the way. That sound good? Yeah. How's your wheeling trip? Yeah. yeah. So we, I went, uh, I went quote unquote wheeling yesterday, more like trailering. I went trailering <laughs> yesterday. Um, it was a good time. You went towing. Yeah, I went towing yesterday. Uh, towed my junk. So we had originally planned a trip with Josh Anderson and Jeremy Wilson. And we were going to go back down to, uh, thorns off-road. Is it thorns off-road park? Thorns something or other. Anyway, we're going to go down that. Oh, it was like thorns acres or something uh, like that. I don't that. remember now. We just call it thorns and it's down in yeah. Bedford, Indiana. Uh, south of Bloomington and we were going to go to that park, but it was like a six hour turn for me and I really need to get a lot of stuff done here at the shop. So I was like, I don't know if that's what I'm going to do. And I also want to hang out with my kid a little bit. And so they ended up, uh, 
coming up with the idea, well, why don't we just switch to Badlands? It's closer for everybody and a lot closer for Steve from three hours one way to one hour one way. And I get to pick it up on the way home. So essentially only one hour of travel. Really convenient. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, we went to that. We did that route and went over to Badlands. Holy crap. I've never seen that many people at that park at one time. At Badlands? It was stupid yesterday. Oh, because it was the Easter thing. Easter egg hunt. Right. I asked the guys that were working there, I said, are you guys giving away razors in those Easter eggs? And he said, no, no, not, not this event. <laughs> it sure looks like it. It was dumb. We got there where you turn off the road into the actual park onto the gravel. Mm-hmm. It, was line, mm-hmm. it was lined up on the road. <clears throat> Vehicles were lined up on the road. They took me and bypassed mm-hmm. me and sent me down past the, uh, past the cabins. Back towards like the woods, like I came in from town, and so I was heading back south, and I stopped there at the entrance, and the guy waved me on. He goes, "Go down there. They got a gate open, and we're gonna park you out in a field." Okay, works for me. So I went down there, went in the back way, and came into that field that's on the back side of the campgrounds. I ended up over there, like where they had the concert wow. last year. So they really out filled the it. Oh yeah, holy cow, filled it, and so they parked us out there. And like there was still parking room everywhere else to some degree, but they were trying to get everybody off the road because it was piling up. There was like 10 or 15 cars on the road when I got there. This was out by where that ADM is. Yeah. We were lined up down by the elevator. I mean, I was there during COVID and it wasn't even that busy. It was crazy. Holy cow. That's like a quarter mile from the gate, isn't it? Uh, I would say at least. Yep. It's a, it's a, it was a, yeah. So there's, there was a lot of people there. I talked to Parker. He said he thought he hadn't got a head count yet, but he was guessing 3,500 to 4,000. Holy wow. Crap. Yeah. A lot of side by sides. Jesus. A lot. So anyway, it park was just insane with people in Jeeps and side by sides and everything else. So we got there, uh, took 35 minutes from the time I, it took 35 minutes from the time I parked the truck, like got unloaded. At the time I got my wristband, I we stood we stood in line for 15 minutes. So the line they didn't do like the outdoor sign up like they normally do. You had to go. You had in. to go inside. They that was lined up. That. that was lined up out of the building. They had the big the big uh, roll up door was open. It was lined up out of the building, around the corner, and back to the new shop. So there was probably wow. 70, 80 people in line. They got to figure out a way to refine that between being outside with clipboards and having to go in. There has to be a middle. They were inside with clipboards, but I don't Mm. know why you wouldn't want to just get everybody parked, but I don't know because they have all that. They have all those parking rows now. Right. You know what I mean? The little lanes, the parking lanes. Right. And so they were utilizing those, but uh, it was just insanity. So anyway, we, uh, and of course people go inside and they don't just check in They They go inside and they start, you know, perusing around and pick up a shirt, got to get a flag, you know, whatever. So I don't know if that's a, the best way to do it. Should have probably done both the inside check-in and the clipboard check-in. Yeah. Either way, got checked in and everything. And so probably an hour after I got there, I was able to head out towards the park and then Josh was right behind me. So went ahead and went over, uh, met with him at the trailer and he got his unloaded. And we took off and went and found Jeremy. He was in the quarry. So Josh was behind me. I was cruising down the fire lane, pretty good click. And so I had a little, I had a little distance between Josh and I, and I got over to the quarry 
And when you first enter into the quarry, um, you pop out uh, right there by the pond. Yes. I popped out there. Jeremy was videoing. I saw his Jeep. He was taking a video of somebody going, another XJ going up some rocks. And so I dropped down towards the pond and turned and was going to go up that wall. And I didn't go on the hard line. I just went kind of, I went like, I don't know, a decent little sideline next to it. Um, right there on the face of that wall. And I pulled up on the wall, kind of got sized up on it, went to try to pull up it and it wouldn't go up. It, you know, just, just uh, dug the back tires in a little bit, slipped the front. So I backed up a little bit and gave it a bump. Well, when I gave it a bump, it went. And I was like, oh, well, that was weird. And so I backed up again and gave it a harder bump. And this time it went up the hill a little bit and kind of made a kaboom. And then back, back, went back down and I was like, yeah, the front tires were definitely not spinning. And so I backed it off of the wall and pulled up top, uh, you know, where it's all flat and sandy. Yep. I pulled up right there Uh and parked it and I was like, yep, it's done. Like I could feel I had it in four wheel drive and I kind of hit the throttle and I just spun the back tires. I was like, yeah, something, something's done. So I drove over there and you could kind of feel it hiccuping a little bit as I was driving it over there in four wheel drive. And then I put it in two wheel drive and it seemed okay in two wheel drive. And so then when Josh and Kylie showed up, I went and talked to Jeremy for a minute and I was like, I'm going to go over here and see if I can diagnose what just happened. You know, is it, did a link, did a shifter come out of, did it, did it come out of gear or something? You know, what, what's the deal? So I told them, I was like, I'm just going to pull over to that rock over there as I'm pretty sure it's just the back tire spinning. I was like, but I want to see the front shaft is spinning. I'm going to pull over that rock and kind of bump the nose of the Jeep up the rock and then just kind of ease on the throttle and four low and see what it does. I didn't even get to the rock. I got halfway, I got like halfway to the rock and put it in four low and went to drive and it wouldn't move. It was like, just pushing against it. And so I pushed a little harder, like not hard though. Like I just kind of put throttle against it, maybe quarter throttle. And all of a sudden just boom. And Josh is like, your transfer case is hanging. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) So you finished it off. Oh, it's done. Yeah, Jesus. you saw the pictures, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah, say, yeah. Yeah, there's no picture of me holding I the mean, transfer case and the drive shaft, but not the entirety of the transfer case. No, just the back half, <laughs> yeah. everything from the planetary there's, back. There's enough JB Weld on the planet to put it back together with. Yeah, I mean, you could. <laughs> I got all the pieces there in my scrap sack. There you go. <laughs> just glue it all back together. Yeah, just glue it back together. And there's a take welder wants that wants to take on that challenge. Uh huh. It's a uh, it's like a medium skill level hundred piece puzzle. <laughs> medium <laughs> skill. <laughs> it's only like a it's only like a thirty piece. Uh, well, no, probably is a hundred piece with all the internal pieces. I just yeah, sold exactly. a skillet. So, that doesn't happen every day. Um. So yeah, medium medium skill level replacement. So yeah, I, we uh, pulled the rear drive shaft, which was then I found something out, something else out, and nobody knows about this. Um, and that is that the rear drive shaft is seized. The slip in the rear drive shaft will not slip. Uh, we took a 15, 16 pry bar and tried to get it to slide. So I get the uh, U joint out of the rear and it would not move. Who is that rear drive shaft? I wonder. Mine. Mine did the exact same thing. Interesting. Mine. Mine did something similar also, and it also ruined my transfer case, but it did not catastrophically explode it like yours. 
I called up Adams when mm-hmm. mine seized and I was like, look, you know, this thing's been sitting for a bit. It's probably my fault. Yeah. But I filled it with grease. It was filled with grease when I pulled it apart. It ended up taking four ratchet straps on the top of the trailer to pull this thing apart. Wow. They, I never went through with it. I got to do it before it gets warmer out. They said they were going to just warranty the shaft. Oh, really? But that doesn't tell me what happened. So it looks like on their shafts, they don't use the, that blue coating. Mine has it. Yours has it. Yes. And it seized. I, I temporarily fixed it by grinding that blue off. Oh, that was my trail fix. Mine. I don't know that mine has it. I'd be curious to see that. I would too. Mine was a bit of a different scenario. It was seized already. Mm -hmm. And then it was too short for my application after Ah. I put the, or a uh, adjustable spring purchase on where I did my 8.8 swap. And so I made it long enough with a hammer and some, (laughs) you know, use of the U-joints and the U-bolts that hold the U-joint in. And it like worked. Kyle saw me do it because I put that U-joint in in the field and then hammered it into place so it would fit. And I wheeled it for a while and street drove it. And I had... I had a hack and tap set up on it mm. and it pulled the bolt out that bolts the flange to the back of the uh, output sense. shaft, pulled the bolt out and then just beat it back in there and it messed up all the threads and mm-hmm. whatever. So I pulled it out, fixed the threads, put a new bolt in it and then went wheeling again and then checked on it afterwards. And the bolt had the head broke off and it turned the bolt sideways and f- cracked the side of the, Output shaft off. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. So I got lucky that it didn't completely ruin it. So I remedied that with a advanced adapters, uh Sophioke eliminator and an Adam shaft. Yeah. I wonder why. I wonder why that one seized up. I know why mine seized up. The dust cap came off at core, which is the first run. Uh-huh. Oh, and I it's been sitting like on a, that. I drug it on a rock. And pop the dust cap off. I've tried to put it back on several times, but that's like almost impossible without a press. Yeah. You can't hammer it back on Mm-mm. too soft. Um, so I've tried to put it back on. It just pops right back off. And then also I sheared the uh, greaser off at core as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't wheel hard. I don't know why this all shit. Yeah, I think. Me. I don't think that my old rear shaft had a Zerg fitting on it still. Yeah. But it was seized when I got it and I knew that. Um, but with a lot of penetrating oil and some torch usage, I got it to move pretty freely again and then just pulled it completely apart and put grease in it. And it was fine until I stretched, until I put the one in stretch on the rear end. And yeah. That was the limit of how long that shaft could be. And I was oh. like, no, you're working. You're going on. So You're totally going to do this. Yeah. Uh-huh. I believe in you. If you don't have any blue showing, you're not really doing anything. <laughs> my, my front drive shaft has like two inches of blue showing. See? It's way too short. <laughs> I like it. Like but, it you know, that's, that's a problem for whatever it breaks. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Um... Yeah. So yeah, I did that. It blew the transfer case apart. We got the drive shaft by some finagling. We took the caps off the U joint 
so we could clear, clear the edge of the yoke. And then I pried on it with that 15, 16 pry bar, which looking back now, interestingly enough, I probably could have just wiggled the transfer case and just taken the transfer case down and just pulled the whole thing out without yep. any kind of trouble. Probably. Yeah. So we did that. I zip tied the, I got it. We finally got loose. We rocked the Jeep and rolled the yoke kind of a little bit. And I was able to get the uh, U-joint out of the yoke and get the drive shaft free. We zip tied it up to the anti-wrap bar. And then I had Josh pull me out to the gate, uh, which was there at the edge of the quarry. But I was only parked in the next field over. So like we were sitting in the quarry at that red gate, the like the emergency exit gate. Oh, yep. Where you used to uh-huh. come into the quarry. Yeah, well, like many, they, they when it's ago. busy, you can go in that way. Oh, really? Like in the backfield? Yeah. Yeah, I've they've had it before where they had a gatekeeper there and you could go yeah, in. Yeah. yeah. So when I had well, we were standing there, sitting at that, we were parked at that gate waiting for them to come open it, and you could see my truck where I was parked at. And so I just told I called the front desk. I said, Hey, I need somebody to come open this gate. And she's like, Oh, okay. And so she got somebody to so thank you, Jesse, if you listen to this podcast. Uh thanks, Jesse. She she got the guys to come open the gate at which park patrol. Uh he came and opened up the gate. I can't think of his name, but uh yeah came opened the gate up for us we pulled her out of there took it over to the, to the um trailer winched it up on the trailer strapped it down and called it good then i went wheeling with jeremy did you guys you guys kept riding around after or did you just go yeah. home after that oh hell no <laughs> it was only I five it was only five minutes say, into the day <laughs> that's what i thought so you beat josh to the court and then it grenaded your transfer case yep. so that it was over <laughs> <laughs> the end yeah, so I was in the quarry. I was in the quarry for less than five minutes. That's why you got to stop going to the quarry. <laughs> is that the problem? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a problem. I really didn't do anything. If I'd have put that on any hill and tried to get up any hill, it would have done it. So thank Probably. goodness it was in the quarry because that would have been thoroughly annoying anywhere else in that park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So we put it on there and went wheeling with Jeremy. That was fun. How's his ride? Your You're ride's good. The front end needs some adjustment. He and I were discussing that. I told him he should lift the whole Jeep up about an inch, inch and a half. Uh, now that he's got coilovers on all four corners, he can do that. He has that bit of adjustment. Uh, I told him to lift it up an inch and a half and then reset the bump stops. So if you go hard down like the fire roads where it's real rutted out or real mm-hmm. bumpy, um, you've utilized the entire front bump stop. Uh, which which is what it's there for um it wasn't a hard hit but you knew that it had used all the bump stop you know it got it got solid Mm. uh and also apparently he set it up for flex and not for full bump like straight on i don't know if you know this but things are in different places yes yeah and yeah i found that out i found that out the exact same way that he did actually yeah did you did he post any pictures of that? I he, asked him about it yesterday okay. and he sent a picture to the group of a <laughs> uh, of a hydro fitting that hit something above it. Yeah. Tried to break the 90 degree fitting off of his wipe off it his out. Hydro, yeah, off his brand new steering. Oh jeez. He, he yep. sent that he sent that in the text. He's like, Steve, you broke everybody's stuff this weekend. Uh, or yesterday. I was like, what do you mean? Or today. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, You conned Josh into beating on his jeep so hard that he broke a front shaft or something 
And he's like, and you made me go 30 mile an hour down the fire road and crush my fitting. I was like, hey, you can't find out if it needs to be fixed if you don't break it. You're a bad influence. Hi, (laughs) my name is Steve and I make poor life choices. And I like to party. I I don't even like to party. I just, I don't know. I was just having them drive their shit like I drive my shit. (laughs) My shit's always on jack stands. There you go. (laughs) That's why your transfer case is in three pieces. Yeah. Were you Following saying? that statement up behind, you know, I wasn't beaten on it. Really, just you know, it's a little counterintuitive. <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't. Uh, so anyway, Josh's or Jeremy's road good. We left. We when I got in with him, we went back down towards the quarry, went down through the ravine, and or through the creek there, and went to that obstacle. I think some people refer to it as axle breaker, maybe. Maybe it's, they're starting to name things. I know I'm excited for that because they don't have an, an actual name. So it's right off the quarry there or right off the, uh, the Creek has that little stair step ledge. Everybody struggles on it. Jeremy's like, ah, yeah, I, hard, I have a hard time getting up this, you know, I've been up there a few times, but it's pretty hard. And he actually was able to get up on it. It was super dry. Everything was super dry yesterday. So it was like premium traction. Weather. Yeah. Season. Premium traction. Yeah. Yeah. So he got up on there and actually kind of walked off to the left a little bit. He kind of, he centered up on it almost in the center of the overcut or the undercut and then kind of walked down the wall to the right and was able to get the right rear tire to kind of jump up. And as soon as that, as soon as it came up on the ledge, it was over. He's like, yep. And just drove up it. Hmm. And then Josh went up right behind him and was able to get up it as well. And then we headed off to the quarry and we goofed around the quarry for a little bit. And then they, uh, Jeremy drove right over to again. I don't know the name of it, but it's where that MJ uh, laid his stuff over uh, back at Winterfest a couple years ago. Twenty yes, twenty, I think it was. I do remember that. It's right there, down by the pond, off to the would be the east side. It's a pretty. Tri- it's where I broke my stub shaft uh, on the hangover. Hangover? No. Okay. Not was hangover. that the hangover? I, I think that was the podcast. That was just meetup. a night wheeling trip. Oh yeah, night wheeling trip. Because oh, it was okay. de- it wasn't that cold out. Hmm. It was like I thought that was like one of the coldest nights of the year. Are you talking about the one most recently where I brought you to the Badlands? I don't remember. No, I, I think feel it was like before that. Whenever I broke my axle. Yeah, that was that trip. It was cold. Then, yeah. Well, my it memory. wasn't cold while we were there. Oh, but that night I was going to camp there. Then I saw it was supposed to be like one yeah. degree, and I was like, "Yeah, maybe I'll go back to my dad's house." <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, that same obstacle. Uh, Jeremy wanted it pretty bad, and he got up on it and kept trying to hit it, and he was getting really close to getting it, and just couldn't quite get up it. And so then he backed off, and Bo was there with that blue, um. What is that thing called? FJ that he's got. And he, oh, got yeah. up. he got up. He's been up it before a few times, but he gets, he gets up on that thing and just lights the tires up parties. Heats, oh yeah. Heats the tires up and then, um, and then just gets after it here. I'll, uh, I have, I have the video right here. You guys can listen to the audio of the video. Let me make sure it's not going to be stupid. It's probably gonna be stupid. One second. Here we go. Can there I? There you go. Oh, no. Right there, slightly, slightly passenger and straight up. I don't want to right be there. stupid. No problem. 
just went right out of it. Just popped up. Yeah. I mean, it's after he warmed the tires up. Um, but uh, yeah, he uh, he Bo gets rowdy, and, but he knows that rig so well. He's just really comfortable. It's like watching Rich. Yeah, yeah. just watching mm-hmm. him work the thing. Yeah, it's just it's just impressive. Let me see if I got that. I got the other clip of him warming the tires up here. That's the one you want to listen to. It sounds fantastic. Here we go. Oh, is it cutting out? The phone didn't like audio. I I wasn't able to hear it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I'm sure it recorded, though. So, yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah, probably because you're on the same. He's on the same uh, feed as the phone. Oh, same as like you yeah. can't hear a video when somebody plays it. Yep. So anyway, you'll hear it in the podcast. He likes oh, to get after it. So anyway, uh, Bo went up it and I looked at Jeremy and Jeremy's like, well, he made it up. I kind of see the line now. I'm gonna try it again. I was like, you're gonna have to really want it if you're gonna go up that. And uh, Jeremy hit it hard and we got him lined up just right. I told him, I said, you know, told him to back up. I said, you're going to hit it hard. You only get one shot. Cause what happens is as soon as Jeremy hits it, the back end slides over to the driver's side and then the line's all messed up and he can't hit it again. It's like, you have to work it. You have to get down, back up, get your tires back in line again, kind of slide off a rock into this little like V notch kind of. And then from there you just stab it and just go up it, but you have to be full commit. And uh, so he did that a few times and then finally just popped right up it. And then Josh wanted to give it a shot. And then I broke Josh's Jeep. How'd you pull Oops. that off? I told him to hit it harder. Told him to put his purse down. Yeah. <laughs> so he broke it the same way and in the same spot as, exactly. you, as you did. Exactly. Yep. Same side, same spot. Hit the tire in the same spot. Everything. That's funny. Like, like identical brake, bigger front axle. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. So that proves that it doesn't make that big of a difference. Maybe uh, it's not. Maybe it's not the 44 that's the problem. Maybe it's the driver. What, uh, maybe it's the guy spotting. What 60 does he have? The, does he have an older yeah, 70s one? Or he's he got an 04, 04 down. I gotcha. Yeah. No, not a 70, not a kingpin. He's a ball joint. I want to say it's from like an 04 or something like that. Gotcha. Yep. So he gave her the beans and it, uh, it did its thing, but anyway, okay. So that's my catch up. And that took us a half hour. No, that's all right. I talked too much. Did you figure out anything for a giveaway? I did. Is it all set up? Yes. Do you, what is it set up? Like, is it, does it all just say Kyle Mang? Yeah. Yeah. So it's 60 uh, entries it's, of Kyle Mang. 60 entries of me. Wait. Um, Wait, Kyle, be- before you said it all is just 60 entrances of you, check your uh, PayPal notification. <laughs> so for some reason, it's just glitched. And for some reason, Trevor is now 50-50 shot at winning <laughs> in an unexpected turn of events. So how are you setting that up there? What's it going to be? A, uh... Uh, we're going to pick how many times you want me to randomize it. Mm-hmm. And then you can pick a number between. Where are we here? Oh no, where did it go? She go. Here we are. Uh, between one and fifty-one. One and fifty-one. Yes. Okay. 
So let's see here. Are we doing this now? Uh, yeah, we can. We'll do that, and then we'll get into off-road parks with Trevor. Perfect. Okay, so how many times would you like me to randomize it? Uh, Trevor. Yes, Trevor. Let's see. Let's go for... Don't make me click for three weeks, please. Five. Five. <laughs> no, I want six, actually. I was, was going to okay. say seven. All right, here we go. You ready? One, two, three, four, five. All right, we have a we have a number. Okay. Now it's been randomized. It has been randomized. Okay. By someone outside of me. Someone's getting a phone call. Hmm. I don't think he's one. It's been randomized, but you didn't tell me to ask a number. You didn't ask me for a number between one and 51. Are you just going with whatever it picked there? So, oh no, I, what? So that, that would be how I did it. Cause you know how like on Excel, there's the numbers on the left side. Yeah. We randomized it to give me a number to correlate with that left side. You, and then that's who's you randomized it. So you picked a number, a box, and then you randomized it. Mm-hmm. And then whoever's in that box is who wins. Mm-hmm. Let me see the number. Okay, the name. Where's it at? Which one? Oh, right. down there. Oh no, that guy can't win. I, well, I he mean, owns it, a Comanche. He definitely can't win. Yeah, and it's not me or Trevor. So clearly, we didn't. Oh, yeah, no. we didn't bribe correctly. I guess you guys fucked up. I Dang. know. How did you? Judging by the vehicle choice, it's somebody that I like wheeling with too. <sighs> I don't know if you like wheeling with them. It could be. Maybe I don't know. Have you wheeled with me? Let me. Hey, do you want to see if Trevor can guess who it is? Yeah, I'd be willing to do that. Okay. Trevor, you want to guess who the winner is? Is it Josh? I don't know how to say his last name. Nope. Dehan something? Nope. No, you're already wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. Then never mind. I don't know if I like wheeling I'll, with him. I I'll know give that Josh you, has a Comanche. Well, we'll start narrowing this down. You have probably not wheeled with him. You don't think so? Probably not. Due to location. It could be. Uh, yeah, yeah, Josh and I don't live super far away from each other. So, um, it, is it somebody with a Comanche? It is somebody with a Comanche. And it's, a Cherokee. Does and, Kenny still and, have his and, Comanche? Uh, no, it's sold. Kenny does not have a Comanche. Oh, he did. That's what that. I That's right. Yeah. I will uh, give you another. I'll give you another Comanche? hint. It's a Comanche on 40s. On oh, 40s? Mm-hmm. Do you want another hint? Uh, yeah, I guess. His last name starts with the same letter as his first name. Is he in the chat? Quite frequently. Isn't he? Yes. I feel he still is, yeah. Yeah, I think he's still in there. Fuck. Now I feel like an asshole because I can't remember who else has a Comanche. The problem is I don't know anyone's nickname, so I don't know who he is in the the group. I feel like he's straight out of Compton. Yes. (laughs) Sure is. I forgot that he has a Comanche. Isn't that weird? Mr. Dakota D. I didn't even know what he... Nice. Well, congratulations, Mr. <laughs> Come Dakota on down. D. The price is right. Dakota Dirtle, you are the winner. You are the father. Lucky fucker. I bribed <laughs> him and you still won. I don't understand how Kyle messed it up. Literally, the whole thing said Kyle and Trevor, and still somehow 
chose Dakota Dirtle. I don't know. You must have messed up somewhere. Yeah, I yep. don't know. I guess maybe we need to verify Kyle's PayPal invoices. Yeah, Dakota said something. Oh yeah, Dakota sent him four hundred ninety-five dollars. Well, so what he's you, getting back a dollar. Congratulations! Come, come on down, Dakota. The price is right. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that's a, what producers do right yeah. there. Probably. That's what producers do, yeah. I don't have any uh fun like Oh, I didn't play. Oh womp womp. Oh, I don't have it. Oh, that's why I don't have it. I don't have it set up that way. I thought I had it set up that way, but I don't. I think. Oh no, I'm gonna mess this all up. Anyway. We're experiencing some technical difficulties. Please stand by. Are we? We are the technical difficulties. <laughs> Your call is very important to us. Please stay on the line. <laughs> All right. Enough of the sounds. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Cool. Congratulations, Dakota. Yeah. Let me know uh, yeah. how you want to spend it. Let me know what you want to do there. And go through Chris or Feel any of the guys. Feel free to or... spend it all in one place. Feel free like to spend it on me. Feel free. That's exciting. I'm excited for, for, for the dirtle. Maybe I'll get to win you next time. It. Maybe you could buy a tenth of Kyle's front axle with that. <laughs> I don't think he wants a Dana 30. <laughs> Who doesn't want a Dana 30? Look, all I'm saying is you guys broke an axle shaft. I didn't break an axle shaft. So the secret ah. is to just drive on a little Jeep all the time. Yeah. Just don't do forties. Just struggle all the time on thirties mm-hmm. or 30, 33s on a 30. And you'll never break anything. It's perfect. That is correct. It's a <laughs> nearly foolproof, foolproof. Jesus Christ. I can't say it. I give up. Mm-hmm. You want to try that again, sport? Nope. I'm done. I moved on. <laughs> Next topic. Okay. So I did get to see Nick Johnard's John. Is that right? That's I right. don't know what you're trying to say. That's right, John. Right? Ah, fuck that Nick know, guy. That Nick guy from Chicago, the fucking yeah, that one Nick guy. Yeah, he was talking 30. shit on another podcast. I'll talk shit about him here. It's my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let him have it. Uh, I did get to check out his buggy. He had it there, and uh, I sat in it, and I like it. That thing has a fuckload of foot room for being a buggy. He did a pretty good job with it. He did. Yeah, I was talking about doing that. I mean, no, that thing's a royal piece of shit. Good. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I meant. How does he have the rear steer set up? Is it like electric, uh, electric over hydraulic? Garbage. I think it's a crank with a couple of pulleys. Yeah, just like like a boat crank. Two boat yeah, cranks yeah, just back and forth. Just move it side to side. Yeah, that's right. You're on the trail and he's sweating trying to get the rear steer to move back and forth. <laughs> oh yeah, that does that turned out pretty nice. It he's did got turn a nice. four liter. Yeah, he's got a four yeah, liter in there. It's nice. just a Cherokee. It's all XJ drivetrain. Yeah, it's everything. It's everything XJ. That was my dream. Do you remember when I was talking about that? And then sure enough, he went and built one. Yeah, he's a doer. He's a doer. Yep, he's doers a doer. get more done. Doers get more done. That is actually a true statement. Even if that? it is a tagline, it's Home Depot. It is Home Depot. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> but it's a factual it. statement. Doers get more done. Um, I love it. So yeah, I sat in that thing and kind of checked it out, scoped it out a little bit. I was, I thought it was pretty cool. He said he'd sell it. Uh, twelve five. Twelve five. Yeah. Um, air shocks on all four corners. Oh, this is the main. I can't say. I it. Think, Never mind. No, it doesn't have aluminum links on it. It's got. 
I'm not gonna. Um, make, I'm not gonna make any jokes. I mean, it's a sex jet. It's a dumpster. You could you could buy a dumpster. Uh, you could buy a four wheel steer dumpster for twelve five. It's not bad, honestly. It no, it's cool. I did. I did talk to him for a little while a bit ago about um, how he set up his full hydro setup on a Data Thirty. Yeah, because with the packaging of tie rods and drag links and track bar. It's something that Derek had talked about doing is using a full hydro style double ended ram. You just weld a rack and assist. Just weld a rack and pinion off of a Durango right onto the front of the casting and send it. <laughs> what? That'll, <laughs> that'll do something. <laughs> but so said, I had talked to him about how he set that up of using a double ended ram, but using it with hydro assist and having the tie rod go through the ram essentially. And yeah. he was like basically don't do it. Like it's like there's a reason that nobody else really has. He's like it's a pain in the ass, but stick with your regular hydro assist ram. Try that again. Tell me that again. What were you saying there? I he so he's got full hydro on it, right? So he's yeah. using the double ended PSCs right. uh-huh. and still on data thirties. And I was talking to him about something that Derek had talked about, which is using a double ended hydro assist ram. But with hydro assist, not full hydro. Oh, so that the, the yeah. full link going through it yes. is a tie rod instead. So you mm-hmm. don't have to package all that stuff on the axle. Um, and yeah. he did not recommend doing it. Well, you say he package like, it can it, be done. It definitely can be done because that's all you're doing anyway. Like even when, when you're full hydro, I mean, the ram is essentially the tie rod. Yeah. Uh, the. And you could 100% do that as a, uh, as an assist, the issue, not really an issue, but I think what you'd have to do is you'd have to use a small enough Ram. The Ram would have to be small. So PSC actually makes a six inch throw Ram, which not, is what you need the for throw, a 30. It's the, di- it's the diameter. Oh yeah. It's like properly sized for that. It's, it's like it's five eighths. It's like ram. a five eight shaft. Yeah. Inch and a I half. Think so yeah. Inch and a half, inch and three quarter double ended ram. Yeah, you don't have the flow. The fluid volume would mm-hmm. be wild. But uh, but yeah, he said that just getting it all to fit around the diff cover and everything, it mm-hmm. just doesn't really work that well. You got to push it out really far. Is I think basically could, what it looked like. You could do it just like what he has, and then you would just literally put your drag link down to the one side, and then you would just yeah. plumb it. like it would look like full hydro, but you would have that drag link the only reason i would consider that even would just be like if you want to drive it full time on the street and you didn't want to deal with the legality of having full hydro on the street yeah pretty mm-hmm. much other than that yeah i was just thinking it. about it because i don't know getting everything to party with each other and fit around each other putting yeah. hydro assist on there was it wasn't real hard but there's just a lot going on between yeah. the drag link, the tie rod steering ram, and the uh, what's it called? Track bar. Yeah. All of that stuff all trying to exist within the same few inches. It all has to fit between each other on full mm-hmm. compression. So it gets, gets a little weird. I get what you're saying. But well, so like, it I, works good enough the way it is. So yeah. that's the way it's going to be. I was able to mount my ram behind my tie rod. And so I don't have any issues there is your ram mounted to your diff cover yes 
That's what I thought. That's the not, same way I'm going to do mine on my JK Axel. Not my premium option, but it does work. Yeah. Yeah. The reason it's not a premium option is because there's a bolt for the diff cover that is inside of the two brackets. Yeah. Oh, so that's a monster to get out of there. It gives you an Allen head. That's that's the way that my track bar is. The two the two bracket pieces that are on the axle side go around my track bar bolt. So I take my track bar off. I gotta take the ram off. But like how often do you have to take your track bar off? True. And the ram is one bolt. So it's not that big of a deal. Mine is is taking the diff cover off on that Jeep in general is just a pain in the dick. You have to take the tie rod off. You take the ram off and then you can take the diff cover off. Mm. You cannot just pull the diff cover. Everything's in the way. Yeah. Yeah. The diff cover is too big. It won't come around. It won't go around the ring gear and come on and clear the tie rod. And you can't get to the bolt that removes the diff cover without taking the tie rod off because it's exactly in line with it. (laughs) So I think that mine is the same way right now. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't have to take the diff cover off all that often. I think also, I think also I have to remove the wheels. I have to pull the wheels off the front axle to remove the tie rod because the bolts, because the bolts are so big and they get so, they're so close to the wheel. Yeah. 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 I could do mine with my wheels on still. Yeah. In a pinch, if if a guy didn't want to take all that stuff apart, I can take the driver's wheel off. Excuse me. Take the driver's wheel off and do it that way. Sorry, I was trying to fall asleep before I got here. You're going to get me started. I know. You really got to get in there. You got to do what? Just cut the diff cover. You more cells, all less research. (laughs) I put one of those stickers on my toolbox today. Okay. Let's talk go. about uh, off-road parks. So you, so maybe maybe off-road parks. You said you want to talk about uh, Dana Forty Four or something. Yeah. So it was just a topic that I have is my new front axle that I'm building. Mm-hmm. Oh, my dog's looking out the window like she's ready to bark at something. Oh boy! If that happens, I'm gonna mute my microphone and go I outside. Will, and then I will pull the uh, rejoin because she is loud. I will pull the audio uh, if it does. The good news is you're on your own separate channel, so I can just pull it and post. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So, um, do it. so you are, okay, let's talk about your rig. You've got a, so right, Derek. To, um, to uh, those who don't know, it is a 99 Cherokee, uh, four door, four liter automatic. It's a pancake. Uh, I have, a Ford 88 in the back. Uh, it's still Data 30 in the front, but a low pinion because it's from a TJ. Uh, I have ARB lockers and 456 gears, um, and it's on 37s with about a five inch lift. Um, it's a pretty fun, pretty fun setup, but I do worry about my Data 30 because I can shake my pinion around if I grab the yoke. Ooh. So it's going to be time to build a new front axle, which is what I'm working on now, is a JK Rubicon 44. Uh, I bought a pair of housings and gears and chromoly axle shafts a little while ago for a real good price. And I'm putting an ARB locker in it because it didn't come with the, with the stock carrier. 
So I'm going to switch it over to the ARB because I already have my Jeep set up for air. And then what else is going on with it? Uh, reed knuckles, ball joint eliminators, um, aluminum steering, and swap it over by hydro assist. Hell yeah. Are you doing any narrowing or anything like that? No, it's going to stay JK width. That'll it'll be similar to the rear, or do you need to put spacers on the rear? Uh, the rear and the front right now have uh, adapters, adapters on them because I have right. wheels from a JL on it. Yep. So, I'll, so the wheels are five on five, so the rear will keep its five on four and a half to five on five right. adapters, and then the front end will be five on five now. So they should end up being about the same width. Perfect. And then the, the rear axle has the C-Clip Eliminator. You've got axles that make it about three inches wider. Really? Yeah. That's, so that's wild. One of, the up, one of the cool reasons to do that is that it makes it about the stock XJ width for wheel mount surface. The stock XJ or stock JK? Stock XJ. And then with the spacers, it'll be about stock JK width. The, uh, the 8.8 is narrower than the... Factory eight and a quarter. Yep. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's not not a whole lot, but it is a couple inches. That's interesting. Did not know that. Um, that's pretty cool. That'll be cool to see that uh, that forty four under there. I mean, nasty. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Is there a reason? So basically, just mm-hmm. I just ordered uh, almost all the rest of the parts from Chris but I forgot to order a yoke and axle seals. So I got to call them back tomorrow, but all that stuff should show up throughout the week. And then I can start getting that together. Hell yeah. Is there a reason that you're going with an ARB instead of a like Yukon zip? Uh, they don't make one for the Rubicon housing. There you go. So would, the that... ARB is the only aftermarket locker option. Isn't for that it wild? That's a selectable. Which I was surprised by. I figured UConn would make one, but I guess they don't. It's only ARB or factory. Yeah, you would think that Rubicon would make one for sure. So, um, the that's pretty cool. So you got a projected timeline to have that completed? Uh, hopefully in the next, I don't know, month or so. There's a lot of other stuff going on. Trying to buy a house and all that. So. Oh yeah, that does uh, put a damper on things. Yeah. Don't throw a kid into that mix. Make it harder. <laughs> yeah, if moving happens, that slows down the timeline for that a little bit. Yeah, but I have all the parts, and I'm doing a uh, an Artec truss that's the JK to TJ truss. So mm-hmm. you cut off all the stock mounts and weld on the Artec truss, and it makes it a bolted axle for a TJ, which is the same as an XJ. Oh, so perfect. once that truss kit is on there, it's a direct bolted for for my Jeep. So that'll be convenient to that aspect. It'll definitely be convenient. Do yeah. um Yeah. Anything else you're doing to the Jeep? Um I'll probably have to explore new front drive shafts when that comes around. Um since this one's pretty unhappy. But I'm gonna see see where it all lines up. If I could use it for now, I probably will, because I would like to do a doubler of some sort. So I just bought a new rear drive shaft, but if I have to have it modified, that's fine. But I don't want to buy a, a new front one and then immediately have to change it. Yeah. Pretty much once I have a home shop set up, I'll be 
more seriously looking into the doubler stuff. Yeah, I got to figure out what I'm going to do with mine yet. I don't think I'm going to do anything serious. I'm just going to put another 231 in it and call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been going back and forth on if I want to do lower axle gears or not. Um, I don't know. I'm more leaning towards doing a doubler because it drives pretty good on the street with these gears in it. So, have you been over to Ray Rocks? I have not. Okay. Um, it's interested me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I don't want to talk down to it since I haven't been there and I haven't experienced it. Right. Um, but their Facebook group makes me less interested in going there. Really? Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I've seen some posts in there about people who have been kicked out of the park and kicked out of the group and stuff and are banned from it who... They're very strict about staying on trail, which is understandable. I get mm-hmm. that. You don't want people ruining property outside of what you want. And right. if you could go around a trail, it defeats the purpose of the trail. Mm-hmm. But it sounded like this particular individual had a pretty good reason for why they went around the trail. And it sounded like it was somebody who was rolled over and they were trying to get to a position to recover and assist them. Oh. And they got kicked out of the park for it. But, you know, all I read was stuff on Facebook and I haven't been there. So I would still like to try it out, see what it's like, but their Facebook group is yeah. kind of, yeah. Um, there's some other parks that we've been to that their online interactions have been much better. So we've been checking those places out more. Um, but, you know, that's just... It's also that Ray Rocks is a little further away than all these other right. parks are. I think it's still only like three hours, which isn't bad. But but even still, get a bunch more. So let's let's talk about the parks close to you. What do you guys? Yeah, so you guys have so, a couple of favorite parks, I know for sure. Yeah, I think there's like four or five parks within about an hour and a half of us. Oh, um, and so unfair. One of them is Moonlight. It's not unfair. I moved here for this. You could do the same thing. No, no, Come I on, can't. No. <laughs> I'm not talking to you, Steve. I'm talking to Kyle. He said it's unfair. You are correct. Kyle, Kyle definitely could move there for that. No Hablo and Glace. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, we have airplanes here too, Kyle. You could work on them here. Uh, no, there's no, there's no airplanes the, down there. There was no what? There's no airplanes in Missouri. Oh, yeah, because the hills, right? <laughs> yeah, they just don't. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Airplanes don't work down and there, man. Sorry. We don't we don't have air here, so planes don't work. Yeah. It's too thin. But, the air's too thin. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so there's one the closest one to us that we frequent is called Bandies. That's the one I was talking about earlier. Um it's cool. It's a pretty laid back environment. Um they really aren't aren't real big on rules over there, which is definitely a interesting thing to watch as people <laughs> progress in their blood alcohol content throughout the night. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's uh, interesting to watch. That's for sure. Uh, it's a pretty good mix of side-by-sides of Jeeps over there. I would say it's, it might be higher in the Jeep side, which is seemingly rare these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've got, they've got a lot of cool obstacles over there. It's a really, really good park for shakedown runs for sure. There's a lot of 
easily accessible, varying difficulty obstacles where just the further to the left or right you go on the hill, the crazier or milder the line gets. So I'm looking I'm looking at an image of it here from Google and all I see is trees. It's just tree it's just flat ground with trees. That is how Missouri looks on a map. And then you go there in person <laughs> and you're like, wow, there's a 60, 70 foot bluff right here. That's uh, awesome. We just experienced that with the house we were looking at, actually. But we can talk about that later. But yeah. um, it's a it's a cool park. There's good ledges there. So, of course, it's Missouri. So there's hill climbs. Uh, a lot of just going up and down through ravines as they come up to a field and then go back down into the woods. Um, it's not a real, like there's ways you can follow through trails, but you just kind of know your way around what'll get you where, but it's good for shakedowns because you can try harder stuff and an easy way out is almost always right there for you. I like that. So you can get back to an easy trail to get out on. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that Josh, the Josh, I was talking about with the Comanche on 40s, mm-hmm. has been there with his on a shakedown run, and he managed to rip his crossbow off. Um, That's weird. I I use it. Uh, I just went there after putting my new tires on and tried out some obstacles that have eluded me prior and just walked right up everything. So it's good. Good park to easily get back to obstacles that you have is like a goal for next time I come here. I want to change something and do this again and stuff like that. So it's a it's a cool park. I like that one a lot. Um, one of the other parks that's I think about an hour and a half, maybe just a little bit more away, is Moonlight, um, which I know Steve likes and a lot of other people who like this podcast like. Um, I have only been there twice, but I liked my second time a lot more than the first time I went there. Um, the first time was uh, kind of a rough go with the group we went with. Um, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, but the second time was fun. I met Josh there and uh, and also TJ uh, with their Jeeps and just we were with Josh for a little while, but we couldn't stay real long. So we went out there for a few hours and tried some stuff out and definitely want to go back there. Uh, I went up Stairway to the Moon with my Cherokee. That was the first time that I had brought my Cherokee there. Last time we brought my girlfriend's JL. Yeah. Um, so that thing's fun. I like her Jeep a lot. You can talk about it if you want. Yeah, we can talk about that. We can talk about whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. So, I I guess then we can add in a little bit more about what I do for wheeling. Is I have my Cherokee that I talked about, but my girlfriend also has a Jeep. She has a 2018 JL that was a sport. We swapped in Rubicon axles with 513 gears, I think. I bet you she and likes ducks too. Um, what? Does she like ducks? Kyle's talking shit. Oh god, she does. Doesn't we'll get she? into that. that. She has some. <laughs> well, of course, she has some. Like I have some. I have an extra. Kyle has. They some. show up. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle has ducks. more than he knows about. No, Kyle I have ducks. none. You have ducks. <laughs> I have none. Oh, they're in there. You may think you found them all. 
but I promise you they're in there. You have ducks. Is there one in there? You will... <sighs> Fuck. I'd be willing to bet that you, you did not find them all. You won't find one until you pull your diff cover. <laughs> that'd be what? fantastic it's just grinding or it's just in between the ring and pinion it's always shoring up the slack it's just always, it's always just floating in the diff well um, that'd be anyway, fantastic so she's, got, mm. she's got that which would uh, put Rubicon axles on it um, so it's got lockers and gears and Artec trusses it's got a three and a half inch lift on 40 inch coopers and it works pretty damn good it's uh it's a fun jeep to ride around in or drive we we'll take hers sometimes if we don't feel like trailering stuff i don't trust my xj's little beta 30 to last although i haven't broken it yet but i always worry about the opinion being loose but Anyway, so well, like Steve's transfer case, it'll be fine until it's, it's not. Fine. It's fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's the till it's not part is what gets me. But anyway, so so we go wheel it together. Um, try to go about once a month, sometimes more, sometimes less. But uh, hopefully, we can go back to Moonlight together sometime and and do that. Both times we've been there together, but only with one Jeep. So we're hoping to be able to go back there sometime soon and explore that some more. Um, there's another one that's kind of down by Lake Ozark mm-hmm. that is called The Loop or Lake Ozark, Lake Ozark Off-Road Park, which is a really cool park. It just opened. It's been open about a year now. Um, and we went there on their soft opening day the first day that they were open and checked it out. It was, uh, it's about, I think it's like 550 acres or so. And the people who bought it are loggers and they bought it all and just cut trails through it and cleared trails and then opened it up to people who want to come wheeling. It's awesome. And have been, they've been super, super receptive to any, requests recommendations anything like that from people who come out there so they've always got food trucks there on the weekends they've got bathrooms they've got campsites they have some power sites for rvs now they have a house there you can rent out if you're coming with a big party they've got all kinds of stuff and their park keeps getting better every time we go there um as as the terrain gets driven on, as it gets washed out without having trees on it, it changes just about every time we go there. And it just wow. keeps getting better. There's a lot of really good rocks in there. There's a cool creek crawl that goes through most of the property. It's it's an awesome park. It's definitely worth checking out. Um, they also just bought another 1,500 acres and are opening another park. So... I'm excited to see that. That, yeah, that's gonna be a cool park. It's Same not area. open yet, but it's it's uh like ten or fifteen minutes away from the current one. I think. Nice. That'll be awesome. Um, Two parks. So I'm excited to see. Yeah, I think that's what their deal is gonna be with it. I'm not 100 percent sure. We've seen some uh, 
teaser pictures of what's covered over there on their Facebook page. But I'm excited to see what that turns out to be. Um, Cause that'll be really cool to see that it's going to be a big park. Mm-hmm. Um, we're two, a little over two hours from s'more. Um, which we've only been there once and it was actually the trip that we went down there was the trip that we decided we could see ourselves living here. Um, so that was cool, but we haven't been back there yet, but we'd like to. Um, and then same thing with Flat Nasties, about a little over two hours away. We have not been there yet, but I really want to check that park out. I liked Flat Nasty when we went to it. I had a good time there. I've heard heard a lot of good stuff about it. Seen some, seen some cool YouTube videos, but I'm looking forward to checking it out myself sometime. Mm-hmm. I like but there are mm-hmm. there's there's some other parks around and stuff, but we haven't haven't checked those out yet. Um, but hopefully we'll get to you in the next coming months and summer. I gotta come down um, there and do some so, trips with you. Yeah, definitely. Steve too, you gotta come see. Well, I was just looking at that uh, Vandy's is only four and a half hours. What's up, man? Hmm. Vandy's is a cool park um, you can definitely see all of it in a day so yeah. I was talking to Kyle about it that it'd be cool to come down for like a long weekend and go there one day and then go somewhere else another day or something like that right instead of ultimate and adventure it's like the the subpar adventure where we go to a the different part <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> The average Joe adventure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The that's funny. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely want to get back down to Missouri to go wheeling though. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's much different than Badlands. I I love Badlands. It was a an awesome park. There's a lot to do and uh it was really the first place that I ever took my Jeep. So I yeah. learned a lot there, but I am grateful to live so close to so many places and have yeah, you even lucky bitch. different <laughs> terrain in each park. Lucky. He's lucky. Yeah, That's what it is, lucky. Yeah, it's lucky. You know, I it doesn't have anything to do with me deciding that I wanted to move. And, you How know, dare you uproot your life and, and go that. and move where you want to? Yeah, <laughs> to, get to, to get closer to to off road parks like that is just luck. Yeah, definitely. Talk about privilege. Yeah, it's white privilege, man. <laughs> it's some kind of privilege. <laughs> Can you imagine just being able to like pick up and just move all your stuff? Just go somewhere where there's, off- where there's awesome off-road stuff. And he's happy while he's doing it. And your girlfriend wants to go. Yeah, <laughs> Unbelievable. Ridiculous. Trucks and trailers help all that stuff happen. I'm just saying. Well, you have yeah. to- well <laughs> no, you still have my trailer. I was <laughs> <laughs> dead set that I'm just, I'm just holding my big text for no, him. No, I'll buy it's, it from you. That's fine. I just have it. That's mm-hmm. fine. I'll buy it. Whenever I find another absolutely insane deal like this one that I'll, I'll, call I'll buy you. that and you can buy this one. Yeah. That sounds good. I'll get a kidney removed, put on ice, and we'll meet up and trade. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna want my liver. Do right me now. a favor and uh, have your pancreas removed and put on ice so pancreas? I can stop having diabetes. That would be awesome. You have yeah. diabetes? Yeah, I didn't yeah, know that. Annoying. I learned something new today. Me too. I yeah. had no idea. I'm Rick, and I got type two diabetes. No, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so many times with that fucking joke. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Trevor. <laughs> after after I got it, my my ex girlfriend's sister. So I have type one diabetes, but. My ex-girlfriend's sister printed out the picture of that guy who says diabetes on that oh, commercial no. <laughs> and just put it like on her door so that when I oh my God. came over that night, I saw it and I was like, God damn, this is just ridiculous. I mean, if it makes you feel better for the past 20 years, I've been told, God damn it, Kyle, you stupid Jew. <laughs> From South Park. Even though I'm God, ridiculous. God damn it, Kyle, you stupid Jew. <laughs> <laughs> don't let your uncle hear that line oh no <laughs> nope my entire entire bloodlines uh yeah oh that is funny you're gonna start yelling in german and <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> I put too much rum in this. Did you? Yeah. No, it tastes delicious. Oh, so good. <laughs> I'll put a little bit more rum in it and then go drunk buy some 35s. Um, oh, no. I can't. I have never heard myself say that through a microphone. Oh, using, that was perfect. Using, using that voice. That was, was so well. good. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> uh, okay. We need to wrap this thing up. We've hit our hour mark. So we'll wrap this up. We'll go to Patreon. You guys want to hear more about what uh, Trevor's doing with Wheeling? We can do it in the Patreon. So and where he sticks that insulin shot. Whoa! What? I don't know. Kyle just went there. I don't know. Damn it, Kyle! Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Anyway, might have to cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, go check out Complete Off Road. At five six three five eight three five three six three. Call Chris if you need anything for your rig, any kind of parts, he'll hook you up. I think he's taken care of. If you need any kind of off-road uh fabrication stuff or organization stuff, check out offroadanonymous.com. And Jake has a lot of selection of good parts and pieces over there, and he's constantly adding to the inventory. If you need some recovery gear, check out crawleroffroad.com. They are our recovery partners. I used their stuff to pull down a tree the other day. I used their stuff to pull my Jeep out of the woods. Nice. <laughs> I used their stuff to pull a junk Ford Explorer that Kyle's buying the rear axle out of onto my trailer. Uh, yeah, I'm See, old. and if you were cool like us, you could pull your junk using Crawler Off-Road gear. You could pull Find all it now of stuff at off. www.crawleroffroad.com. <laughs> How about a shifter? A shifter you could get from Rad Designs. That's where I would get my shifter. I had some people admiring it this right. this weekend. They were like, "Damn, look at that shifter!" I was like, "Yeah, that's a bad shifter. I like it a lot." They liked your knob. They did, but the knob didn't come from Rad. Oh my god! Yeah, I remember I put that big old blue did one on there. It? They did not. I am the only shaker of the knob. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check it out if you're looking for a shifter for your rig, any rig, because they are. I wouldn't say they're universal, but they're made for many applications. 
you can check out Rad Designs shifters at, I believe, raddesigns.com. Nice. And if you want to inflate or deflate anything that you have, check out <laughs> morflate.com. M-O-R-R-F-L-A-T-E.com. I need to get one of those. The Morflate? Yeah. It's a handy-dandy Game device. Game changer. Mm-hmm. I use... I use Steve's. I've used Kyle's. I haven't. I haven't bought my own and used it. If you care about your lawn, you hook it up to the tires on your lawnmower, and you can balance oh, the tire shit. pressures. Yeah, game That's changer. Wow. That is a German <laughs> level. Not of done that yet. Right nope. Yeah, I, I, I balanced. I balanced my my tire pressures on my lawnmower. That's pretty wonderful, actually. It was great. Deck cut straight as fuck. Ain't nobody got a more level cut than me. <laughs> I like your cut, G. <laughs> like, like cut, okay. Uh, all right. So, uh, Trevor, have you any last words for the people? Um, your trailers need maintenance too. Check your wheel bearings and tire pressures and lights and all that stuff. That is the official message from trailer or from Trevor Trailer Time Torrens. Speaking of your right, trailer brake light is out. Oh, is it? It is. Well, that's intriguing. Yes. Hmm. Busted. Break, for break but not marker. Correct. Interesting. Correct. They're LED. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. That's problematic. Yep. Appreciate you. Yep. All right. <laughs> That's all we got for you this episode. Thanks for joining us for 168. I, you know what? I was thinking the other day that I was going to stop saying the episode number in the episode. And just start making it up. Well, no, just like no episode number. That way <laughs> it doesn't matter where it gets posted, when it gets posted. Yeah, you know what that's I mean? true. If we stop doing the episode number, like, hey, you want to know what the episode number is? Like, it's in the show notes. Um, the episode number is what you just clicked on. Exactly. So, appreciate you joining us, and we'll catch you on the trail. God damn it, Kyle. God damn it, Kyle, you stupid you. <laughs> Trevor, I made a joke. I don't know if you'll appreciate it. So I, I'll, I'll ask real quick. I made a comment. Okay. We were like, come over to the Patreon. And I was like, I'll tell you where he sticks his insulin needle. <laughs> do you, do you, do you want me to? I said what? When I said what, it was because I didn't hear you. Yeah, I figured I and kidding. I didn't want to say it twice for the sake of editing. Do you want him to take that out? <laughs> I don't care. That's fine with that. Okay. I said it the moment it came out of my mouth. I'm like, oh, that was, that was one, that was was, one step too far.